0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Well, good morning to all of you. Once upon a time, I had a crazy idea. And that was to drive six hours as a sophomore in high school on a very hot day with a truck that liked to break down from Amarillo, Texas to Dallas, Texas, which was a 12-hour round trip, six hours one way. And I was all—I going to see a girl I had met at church camp and hopefully, hoping there would be something there. And the sad story is I never made it to meet the girl. <laughs> Because this truck in uh, about Fort Worth, Texas, about five hours into that six-hour drive, did what I expected it to do and broke down. But it was in that sitting in downtown Fort Worth, feeling deflated and frustrated with the truck I should just get rid of, that something happened, which would be a life lesson for me. While I was sitting there, of course, I had AAA. And I was waiting for the one to two hours it took for AAA to come and rescue me and pull me out of that bad situation, but while I was there waiting had a I actually had a bag phone, not a cell phone dating myself a little bit um, but a homeless gentleman would come up to me and say, "Sir I, I know you look you look frustrated and, and a little lost, and I'm just." wanting to help you out. And at that point, he said, I don't know much about fixing any kind of vehicles, but this is what I can do. And he pulled out a little homemade squeegee and a bottle of what looked to be homemade Windex. And he, sees, uh, he said, I see you have been traveling and you have nastiness all over your windshield. Bugs, fog, uh, all of that. And he says, I can at least Use my Windex and my squeegee and clean off your window so that when your truck is ready and fixed, you'll have a new, clean view to look through. Now, I want that story. It was a life story for me, but I want it to serve our sermon this morning in these ways. One, that from the least not expecting a homeless person at all came up and with his squeegee and his Windex, and that line he said, I want to give you a new view to look through from that nastiness that is on your windshield, and just the fact that AAA was coming, and what AAA is, remember those things. Today we have a reading in 1 Corinthians in the 15th chapter, as it's almost the very end of it. And I wanted to set up a little context before because what Paul writes to the Corinthians then and even to us today is very, very meaningful. It is all about the resurrection and the good news that comes to us as Christians from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The modern-day author Paul Tripp in one of his devotional books says this just to get us thinking about the resurrection it is not just the most the most important miracle ever it's not just the most astounding moment in the life of Jesus it's not just an essential item in our theological outline it's not just the reason for the most celebratory season of the church it's not just your hope for the future no the resurrection is all of that and more It is also meant to be the window through which all of us as Christians view life. So here we go. Paul is about to bring us in his letter to the Corinthians his spiritual squeegee so that we may wipe off the nastiness of life and give us new gospel perspective as followers and disciples of his. And Paul is going to do that by bringing in a different form, of Triple A. First, a little Corinthian context, and then we will get to the triple A's. So the book this letter, First Corinthians, was written to highlight just that the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the good news of the gospel that comes to all of it. Now the first Corinthian church. Paul had received the gospel in his conversion and on the road to Damascus, and he had traveled to Corinth, ancient Corinth, and he had instructed them and proclaimed and preached the good news, the gospel itself. And the Corinthian church had started and it was going well. It was going so well that Paul said, I'm going to leave you to your own. And now I'm going to go down the road to different places and do the same thing. Preach the gospel and set up more churches. Now he's away for about a year and a half. And word gets to him that things in Corinth are not going so well. They are fighting about many things. Sin nature is running rampant. And the, the young church is about to implode on itself. And Paul writes a letter to them Urging them to remember the good news that they had received, that He proclaimed, and this is when He brings in the triple A's that we see in our the, the reading of First Corinthians this morning. But just note that the First Corinthians is written. Every one of these little things that's threatening to pull that young church apart. Uh, he answers in certain sections of the letter, but he, this new view, the spiritual squeegee view, he gives them so the church won't just destroy itself. He urges them, remember the resurrection on which we are founded. And that brings us to the triple A's. Paul tells the, the young Corinthian church in this letter that triple A, the gospel is authentic. That you have received. The gospel is attested, it is witnessed to, as many people would see, what happened, and it is also altering. It is life-altering and life-changing. So let's look at the first of those with the gospel being authentic. We see in our reading that in First Corinthians that according to Scripture. The scripture that they had available to them at the time that it said Jesus would die. And three days later, rise again. Being the very source of the good news that the Old Testament prophecies, the law, all of that had been fulfilled through Jesus dying and rising again. And when I call this, this section that we have authentic Scholars argue and mostly agree that 1 Corinthians in the New Testament was the first ever written-down letter that we had that would make up the New Testament, actually before the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So this little section we have in verses 3 through 8 of the reading today is actually known as the kerygma. And the kerygma was the first original covenant confession of what the apostles would preach, the good news of Christ, making it authentic. And you hear how Paul opened up the letter urging the Corinthians, remember the gospel, the good news that I received it, came and shared it with you, and you received it. Don't forget the authenticity of the gospel, for that is Everything we have and everything that we are. And that leads us to that second of the triple A's that the gospel is attested to. It is witnessed. And we hear Paul writing, closing out his letter, that Peter, that James, that the original 12 apostles, and then from there, 500 men and women that walked with Christ in that day that actually saw the actual death and resurrection of Jesus, all of these, including Paul himself, witness They could attest to that it happened. So they had it in front of them that the gospel was authentic, the authentic Jesus dying and rising again, the resurrection and the good news that comes from it, and then the witnesses that actually saw it happen. And then the final of the third A's is altering. How the authentic gospel and the attested gospel is life-altering. Now, considering three of that group of people that witnessed, walked with with Jesus and then learned from other apostles and all of that, that we have how without the authentic gospel, their testimonies probably would have been lost to history. If you lined them up as witnesses to attest to who Jesus Christ was, you can see that the three I'm going to share without the gospel without the grace of God, without the an epiphany, aha moment hitting them on who Jesus was as the Messiah and Savior of the world with Peter. We hear in the, the gospel we actually had read in Luke, Peter was the one that would deny him three times. And in our story today where he would cast out the nets at the instruction of Jesus and catch more fish in abundance that he would ever need Peter realizes his own sinfulness there in that story, in the presence of Christ. And he says, I am a sinful man. And from there, he receives the other disciples that are with him. They receive their call into discipleship because of the authentic and witnessed gospel of Christ. Peter gets his call to be a fisher of men. A fisher of people that would take the gospel to the world and spread it as it had gone from Peter to James to Paul to the 500 and even to us today. And then we hear Paul close the, the epistle today saying that he is the least of the apostles. And we see in his conversion story that without the authentic gospel coming inside and changing his heart from the inside out, he was the great persecutor of the church when he was Saul, before he met Jesus on the Damascus Road, and he became the great apostle Paul. How does somebody really go from persecuting and even putting Christians to their death to becoming one of the lead spokespersons that would spread the gospel of Christ? The gospel, the authentic and witness-attested gospel is life-changing. So what does this mean for all of us, this spiritual squeegee to reframe our focus as well as these triple A's? Because of this gospel, and you hear the urgency opening us up today in the the epistle reading to the first Corinthians, he says, remember, don't forget you are fighting over many things, Internally, the culture in which you live is about to tear you apart and destroy this young church. But Paul, with his spiritual squeegee, says, remember the triple A's of the gospel. It is our founding and it is our being. Don't forget, reunite there, repurpose and refocus your vision and new perspective into the future. Is it so much different for us today as we are the gathered this morning church of our Savior? Because of the authentic gospel, sometimes what happens to us, the trauma that comes from life, the remnant of the sinful nature which we still have to deal, deal with that, that is we are being sanctified over our lives, and the culture that we live in can be much like those dead bugs and nastiness on the way that we see the world. But here, the call of Paul this morning to the Corinthians and to us saying, remember who you are and whose you are. Remember the authentic gospel, the attested gospel and the power that it has to change you. And because of that, I don't know if you've paid off something before. I remember buying my first truck, and I had a five-year loan, and that five years is I owe, I owe, I owe. But because of the authentic gospel, it's just like when I got that final bill after that final payment that came PIF, paid in full, because of the cross of Christ and his resurrection, the good news that Paul is bringing the Corinthian church back to reframing their, their vision and perspective going forward, we have that same call to us this morning. Remember that from his resurrection, our sinful nature is washed away. Sin is defeated and we, it has been paid in by his life, by his death, and by his resurrection. And when we know that, we become part of the story, part of the community, the legacy of being disciples. You are all receiving that call today again, reframed gospel hope, the good news, your call, just like Peter's call, we recognize our own sin. But because of what the power of the resurrection is, as Paul reminds us, we walk forward. We leave here in the power of the resurrection, taking Christ from our changed lives out into the world that desperately needs it so much. And then we become part of the story from Peter to James to Paul to the 500 To us, as the gathered church this morning, your sanctification continues. And remember the power of the resurrection. Let it be the spiritual squeegee that if you find yourself in a tough moment of life or even blinded by a culture that needs to hear the message of the gospel so much, Paul is telling the Corinthian church, don't let those little things tear you apart. But remember the resurrection that covers it all. The deep meaning behind it all that everything we go through and everything that distracts us in our culture, it was nailed to the cross with Jesus. And then it is resurrected into new life. And from that perspective, from all the nastiness and brokenness of life being covered by the victorious resurrection of Christ, we. Walk forward in great power, being forgiven and ready to walk in, and grow in discipleship to Jesus Christ. All praise be to God who made it possible for us all. Amen. Amen.